Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today, we have a special episode for Salontraining.com Trainer Spotlight featuring today's guest, Heidi Maxwell and Jessica Luan. Is it Luan? It okay, is. awesome. I got it perfect. So they're of betterbeautybusiness.com with 30 years of combined experience running a successful beauty business. They can help you grow your salon with courses, podcasts, and even an awesome Facebook group. Well, welcome, guys. So please introduce yourselves and give me a little bit about your background. So um, I'm Heidi Maxwell, and I started, I decided to get into the industry. I was about 28. So it's about 16 years ago, um, went to school. Um, I've always loved like the nail game. So um, I decided that's what I was going to just specialize in. So I did nails and I met Jessica when we were in school and we kind of graduated together ish. Yeah. She was mm -hmm. an esthetician. I was an L tech. So mm -hmm. you graduate at different times, but, um, then I worked on my own for several years and then, um, about eight years ago, nine years ago, somewhere in there, her and I decided to open a place. She doesn't want to say it's getting close to a decade. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, that dates me. So, <laughs> I don't want to date myself. So, um, yeah, so we decided to kind of, I opened a salon and asked her if she wanted to come in. And so now what we do is we run two, we run each run our separate businesses but we do want, we use one salon. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's amazing. It's amazing to do. And I think nowadays it makes more sense to kind of partner with someone. And then you can also cross promote each other's services because you're not competing with each other exactly. because somebody might get their nails done. They're going out and say, Hey, I have someone here. They can do a brow wax. Or if you're going out for the evening, I'll do your nails. She can do a makeup touch up or that sort of thing where it's much better to build. And then you have each other's clientele that you're not competing for. You're not going to take hers and vice versa. You can right. just kind of, you know, make it, uh, a unity. So Jessica, what's kind of your story? So I'm Jessica Lawan and I actually started in the makeup industry. I moved out to LA when I was like 25 and I was going to do makeup. I went to a great makeup school out there, stayed for a couple years and realized I really hated traffic. And <laughs> so I moved back to Wyoming. My parents had moved to Casper. So I moved back here and signed up for um, cosmetology school as an esthetician just because you couldn't even do makeup in a salon here without being licensed. Oh, wow. So I went ahead and got licensed and realized um, I went and worked at a salon right away for a year for a girl I knew that I actually loved waxing. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't love the facial part. I love skin. I just didn't love oh. the facial part. I loved waxing. So I stayed with her for about a year and then I went out on my own. And then like Heidi said, about 10 years ago, we decided to start sharing a space, which mm -hmm. I know... We've seen a lot of questions on this where people are like, can you share a space, but not a business? Yeah. It works beautifully yeah. for us. We have a great mm -hmm. retail space, but like you said, we share ideas. We bounce ideas off each other. I can say, you know, I'm trying to do this and we split all the, we expenses. split a lot of expenses, everything. So, you know, so now I actually started and I only do waxing. Now I used to do lashes and makeup, but mm -hmm. my waxing studio has really exploded over the last decade. And I barely have time for anything else. So I do all primarily waxing and it's been amazing. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think what a lot of people 
in this field do in the beauty industry, they think they have to be able to do everything. But I think sometimes you're better when you specialize. And if waxing is your thing, be the best you know, professional you can be in that. And then be the expert. Because I know there's, I think there's a, a male esthetician and he makes, I don't know, a million a year just doing brows. Yeah. So he's a celebrity brow guy. That's all he does. Like for me, I'm licensed in hair aesthetics and massage. So I have the same background, but like you, there's different things that you love. See, where for me, waxing I can do and I can do full body, but I prefer more the facial stuff and the body treatment. So that's more what I like. But then now I stick more to the, the hair side, but it's kind of nice to be able to do everything, but have a specialty where you're the expert in your area, in your niche, and you can also charge accordingly as well. Because if you're, and two, the uh, the big thing too is probably retail of aftercare. You know the pre stuff that a lot of people don't know. You know what they should do before before waxing, after waxing, how often they should come in. You know and educating people, educating your clients on it. Where a lot of people you come in, you know as I say like. I don't, I, I don't want to say salons do this, but double dipping, there's things like that. So that's the whole thing with, you want to make sure your practices are, you know, using clean every single time, whether you do roll on, whether you do a hard wax, whether you do a, whatever type of wax right. you use, you know what I mean? You're, you're, um, you're the best at it. And because word gets around fast, good, mm -hmm. good words get around fast, but bad words get around faster. <laughs> Yes, they do. But you guys, you guys met in cosmetology school. So then did you envision yourselves where you are now? No, actually, <laughs> you know, a few years ago, we started kind of talking and thinking, you know, we've had a lot of people come to us and say, I'm starting my business. I don't even know where to start. And so it kind of has been, you know, this little seed that was planted. And then it was like, well, do we write a book? Do we what do we do? And luckily for us, when shutdown happened, it was this amazing opportunity because I would have never taken six weeks off ever, but we only had two weeks initially, you know, they shut us down for two weeks and we're like, okay, this is our opportunity. Let's start the podcast. Let's start working on this. So we did a ton in two weeks and then they gave us two more weeks we were only shut down for six, but mm. we were able to really develop this idea because we had a very short amount of time to finally just let it all out. We were doing two podcasts a week during the shutdown. We really decided we wanted to build a course instead of a book. We thought more of a one-on-one -on -one coaching that would, mm -hmm. could go with the course. So all these ideas came out of it. And we also then created a partnership, which has been an interesting experience because <laughs> working for ourselves mm -hmm. and having someone to back up ideas is very different than actually having someone you're totally committed in a relationship with exactly. that. And like every relationship, they, you know, it has its ups and downs, but mm -hmm. learning how to be in this kind of relationship that really revolves around money yeah, it's mm -hmm. is very interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. Where you do the, um, like before you own your own business, so you don't have, have to ask anyone's permission, but when mm -hmm. you have a partner, you kind of have to run things by each other. <laughs> exactly. You just, like go buy crazy stuff or <laughs> do whatever you want. Exactly. But I think it's also nice having a sounding board because yes. working alone and only having your own ideas, 
you know, at least you have somebody that can kind of stop you before you say, no, that doesn't look quite right. Or here, let's tweak this better. But the thing is, you did the proactive thing with shutdown, where a lot of people did absolutely nothing except complain and say, I'm shut down. I can't do anything because I'm here in Canada. So out of the last 12 months, our salons have been maybe open four months of that. Um, So a lot of salons in Toronto here, they've been closed since November of last year. Wow. And we're not expected open till like the end of May, but that's not even definite yet. So there's something that you have to do or have to create in order to kind of make some kind of monetary income. There was where there was curbside pickup and that's great. You can make some, uh, right. but we don't even have that now either that you could sell some products, but at least online, where's your captive audience now at home? So right. people want to learn what's the best time to, and as I say, like people say, oh, no money's coming in, but I don't think any investment um, on yourself is ever wasted. So nope. even if it's put on a card, you'll get that money full fold back as long as you apply the principles of uh, the principles learned. But for people sort of opening, what's the biggest challenge you would say for cosmetologists, estheticians, nail techs, um, what, what is their biggest challenge in starting a business? Well, I think their absolute biz- biggest challenge is you get out of a, you know, a year of school, if you're doing full cosmetology or, and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to go make money. So they go, they're like, I'm going to booth rent, or I'm going to go work at this place. I'm going to open a business, but they've missed this step of learning how to open a business. Mm. Most cosmetology schools will go over it, you know, a tiny bit, but money is so emotional that people have a very hard time sitting down and looking at their money. They just look at the big picture, which is great. I'm going to be, you know, a celebrity hairstylist. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, you're 19 living in your mom's basement (laughs) and people are not going to pay you $5,000 to cut their hair. Mm -hmm. So they see this big picture, but they don't know how to get to even a dollar, let alone $5 million. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing missing. Exactly. And that's it, because a lot of these people sort of have dreams of grandeur. But I find so also in the schools, a lot of the schools, especially hairstyling, they pump the student up because they're like the best student in their class. They're doing all the clients at the school. They think they're amazing, but they're only learning the basics. Right. They're not that that star yet. And it takes it takes at least three to five years once you get out of school to start to get good. Until yeah. you've encountered every type of client, until you've, you know, I say for me, I've done, I've done the whole thing. I've, I opened salons in, like I say, I had my first salon in my twenties, my second one, two years later, I've had staff. I competed for eight years. I've been a platform artist, celebrity stylist, television. Uh, I had a tell my own television show for three years. I do the podcast now, but so my list is like this, but it takes a lot of hard work and that's what people don't understand. Yeah, and you can't just. Way. Exactly. Because people just think, I want to be on stage. You're just going to be on stage. It doesn't happen like that. And if they're paying you the big bucks, which, you know what I mean? It's because as I say, one guy I worked for, he was on stage. He made 10 grand an hour. That was his rate years ago. So you can make the money, but much more is expected of you. So you can't just be like, yes, you're the best in school. But once you get out, it's not going to be the same. And you probably know as well with aesthetics, with nails, not everybody's friendly, not everybody's, you know, love what you do. 
even though it may be perfect and exactly like the picture or you've like, I did the best waxing ever. And somebody's like, oh, you missed one. Exactly. <laughs> you got 99.9% .9 of all the other ones, but the one <laughs> hidden that you couldn't find, it's there. Right. <laughs> and it's somewhere that you didn't even wax. No, right, kidding. right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's the main thing. And that's the challenge is to say, is getting the foundation, getting the training, which, which brings us to salontraining.com. You guys are trainers on salontraining.com. What will you be teaching on there? So I'll specifically teach nail classes and that will just be me. Um, right now, like my first nail class that I want to do is uh, like the nail prep stuff. So it's like really starting at the beginning. I kind of like to do a little bit of a progression where we start at the very beginning and teach the super basics of prepping the nail because it's the most important part and then moving to more difficult things as we go on. Um, I think that actually will help just grow um, like people will continue to take my courses because they're learning something different the whole, the whole time. So and with this course, with this course, would this be a prerequisite then to your other courses? So no, would not, they have, necessarily. not necessarily. So they don't need it as a foundation to if, go on to the if next. If they're a nail tech, they should yeah. know. But, um, <laughs> I, do, I, <laughs> but, no, but it I, never hurts to, to, to me, it, right. it never hurts to go back to the basics and yeah. relearn because maybe there's a way that you do nails that I do nails differently, right? right? Or do acrylics differently or do overlays differently or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, the techniques change over the years. Right. So um, this way, you know, like how I did nail prep when I first started is nothing like how I do nail prep now. So um, a lot of it is just, you know, being able to tell them like, this is where it works best for me. I don't have a lot of lifting on my clients. I don't have a lot of clients coming in with nails popping off or breaking. So that says I'm doing my job the way I'm supposed to be doing it. And mm -hmm. if I can teach that to someone else, then they can start getting client retention, which is amazing. Yeah, because I think that's what it is with a lot of people. They have it. It's tough for them, especially if they have a client who's active, yeah. um, that it, it's very difficult because they just get their nails done and either the polish is chipping, the nail is lifting the nails get, and I think this is another issue too, that a lot of people get artificial nails to grow their own nail underneath. But once they take it off, their own nail is so weak underneath, it just kind of, you know, rips right off. And, and as I say, but if you can teach a system where people kind of know these things, and I guess these are, are things that, that nail techs come up with, but they don't really know, how can I get that nail to stay? How can I get you know, a longer lasting polish? How can I, you know, or as I say, should I stick with this polish or should I go with a gel polish or should I go with, you know, all that? And there's powders and there's everything. There's a whole world of nails, <laughs> which, which, I, which I know about. I don't do anymore, but I know about them, right? I, I did them for a while just because I'm trained in it. So of course I used to do the manicures, pedicures, artificials, um, seaweed, seaweed gel, nails, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's so much in it, but um, Jessica, how about you? What would you say? So we are actually going to teach a course together. Mm -hmm. So we are both listed individually. We're also listed together mm -hmm. and we are going to, um, excuse me, teaching our the Better Beauty Business course. Yes, that course. And it will cover like budgeting and planning, a little bit of insurance and taxes, really those real basic. It's going to be a six-week course. Um, we'll do an hour a week where they'll have to go through and figure out where they're spending all their money. Mm -hmm. 
how to budget it, what all of that. So that is the course we'll teach together. And then as of right now, I'm actually starting very foundationally. Also, I'm not going to teach waxing right away. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to teach how to make your client feel comfortable awesome. before they take their pants off for you. Because I think if they're not going to feel comfortable, they're not walking in your door, no matter how amazing you are at waxing. And that's exactly it. And that's one thing I think we lose are all the soft skills. Like yep. people are about the service, but they forget the pre-stuff, the, mm-hmm. you know, how to communicate to make sure that you're actually delivering the services that their expectation, you know, so you're, so you're meeting what they kind of want, or if it's unrealistic, then say, you know, be okay to say, no, you should wait a week or let's kind of prep your skin first, or, you know, this is what you need. And this is how long this system, if I'm going to bring your, your skin back, your, your brows back, your, because obviously too, with waxing, you imagine there's some people that have done their own at home. They've over tweezed, they've done all that kind of stuff, or they got a home kit, they did it themselves. And they think one, one waxing session going to fix it. And it's all going to just come back. You know, it takes time to grow in, to fix that shape. Or if they want an arch and they have no, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or they put an arch like way up here and now they look (laughs) like they're from Star Trek, but. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and I do think we lose a lot of those. Like with Heidi starting her with the very basics and Mm -hmm. with me starting with, you know, you walk in the door and I want you to feel like we've known each other forever. Excuse me. So that, um, when they do come in, we've taken away some of that nervousness. And I think the foundational items people do forget. We do have to remember how to be human and how to connect with people because that's what our industry is about. We're connecting with people. You don't go to a salon to get your hair done and have robots do it. We want real people who really understand and we feel seen and heard in what we want because when we leave, we, that's what defines how good we feel. Oh yeah. Exactly. And people are coming for the experience. They're coming for not necessarily the service, but they really want that connection. Because with Heidi, you know, you're, 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 you're touching one of the most sensitive parts is their hands. And when you're holding somebody's hand, for most people, this is the part that's exposed, right? Um, Same, same with Jessica, you know, their face or their body. Same with me, I touch their hair, we give scalp massage. So we're connected on a more intimate level with these people, as opposed to you coming in, buying an item. I say, here's your item, here's your change, you know, tap the card, that's it. (laughs) And, and, And away they go. But that's, it's, it's really, really important. I think with your course, are you going to gear it more towards new people in business or people that are just kind of been doing business a while, but are just kind of lost. They don't know how to budget. They don't know, you know, they like, I opened this business a couple of years ago, but I really don't know what I'm doing. Well, we're really open to everybody. We've really geared it towards brand new professionals generally, because those are the ones who um, we want to set them up initially but we are very open to people coming back and going, you know what? I never knew what I was doing. I'm five years in, I'm Mm -hmm. still not making any money because I'm off buying 46 coffees a month (laughs) and, you know, doing all the stereotypical salon things. And we're going, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're stereotypes, but you don't have to do those. You can make money. (laughs) You can be a different kind of stereotype. Right. And reevaluating where they're at. So we're actually, you know, we're willing to, grow with these people and really look at that financial part and that emotional part mm-hmm. that goes with all of that. So yeah, we're open to everybody who needs 
this class mm -hmm. taking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're exactly right. It's that emotional component that a lot of people kind of miss. Right. Um, even in school, because school, they want to get you trained so you can get your certification, depending on where you live. Because right. say not everywhere requires for aesthetics um, to have a license. Right. I, I believe if you do medical aesthetics, it's a little bit different because you're dealing with acid fields, you're dealing with more advanced type of things. And obviously, too, I would want somebody certified if they're going to put acid on my skin and, and take off a couple a couple layers. Same with hair. I don't want somebody who saw a YouTube video on how to bleach hair went into one that sells the, the public or a, a, a drugstore and said, here, I'm going to stick some bleach on you. And they just leave you and then, you know, your scalp is all burnt and you're, you know, it's, it's just being aware. But I think too, step by step, we have to be with the clients. And I think for some people, they, they want to make the amounts, the maximum amount of money. So they think the only way to do that is to do more clients. Right. So they think if I do one, I'll make good money. If I do two or three at the same time, even better and have right. an assistant. But I think in some ways you kind of lose that because I'm sure that if I went in for a waxing appointment and then someone else came halfway through <laughs> and and was started taking over I'm not going right. to be his you know or right. if somebody's highlighting one half and somebody's highlighting right. the other half it's going to be different or when somebody does one hand and somebody does the other hand to save time and think well I can get you out in half the time with two artists <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I think they, they want that experience with you. If they're paying for you, they want you. They right. don't want somebody else or they don't want to be shifted around to all these different people. But I right. think, yeah, the mental and especially now with the lockdowns and people not being able to get out and there's certain areas. I know there's certain areas in the U.S. that are open that are allowed to be open and there's parts that aren't. So depending, as I say, but if you're closed, say if you're closed, this is a great idea for people to start having some multiple streams of income, yeah. where if it means educating online, if it means getting a mentor, if it means watching educational videos, it means joining your group, right, right. online or listening to your podcast, which we're gonna talk about now. So with your podcast, how, how did you get started doing that podcast? Well, you know, the idea of trying to give out the little tips and the little piece of advice for when you're very first starting, even when the idea comes into your head and you go, maybe I'll go to cosmetology school. Like our first few podcasts are about like, is this really for you? Yeah. Because it is hard and building a business is hard. So please don't, we actually say, please don't come into our industry if you don't, um, plan on staying. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I'm just going to do this for a little bit while I get a real job, you're not going to come into it with the heart and to actually build a business and build a community. And we are a community where there should be less competition. Good competition is always mm -hmm. a thing, but this really kind of nasty competition that is developed, we really want to see that gone. So we've really started with a lot of our podcasts putting out like, we need you to come into it with an open heart, know that you're going to go to school and school's going to teach you some stuff. It's going to teach you how to pass boards. And then it's your license to learn. Now you go out and this is where you start and please don't ever stop learning. But we really give you all those little tips. We go over retail, we mm -hmm. go over the importance of aftercare, the importance of finding a coach, of finding a mentor, that you are not in this alone and you really should never, no, 
even if you were the best person in beauty school, you're still starting at the very bottom when you get out. Well, and I, we also kind of explain like, this is a career, it's not a job. So you need to treat it as a career. And so mm-hmm. when we get them, you know, when we start talking to them and things like we're explaining to them what this is, like how this is a career and not a job. So there's like the difference between the two, because no matter what, when you, even if you're starting like at a regular career, you start at the bottom and you have to work your way up. Like nobody goes in as the CEO, <laughs> so, you know, like no one's yeah. like, oh, I just got out of college and now I'm the CEO. Like no mm-hmm. one does that. So um, we're trying to get them to understand also that everything grows exponentially. And so mm-hmm. you have to you have to get better in order to grow. And if you don't take classes and learn new things, you're not going to get any better and you won't grow anywhere. And then you won't make six figures a year. Mm -hmm. You'll make, you know, five or four, like, you know, you've got to be (laughs) depending on where you go, but would you suggest, I mean, obviously it's probably not for everyone, but do you think it's better to, once you leave school, go and work somewhere else first and then learn some skills, or do you think you're okay to open up your own once you finish school with the right training? I actually think that depends on where you go into school. Like with Heidi and I, we were 27. Mm -hmm. We'd already had some life skills. We had a home. We already had to pay those bills. I do think that, um, allergies. Um, I do think that, you know, if I was just 18 out of high school, moving from my parents' home, I would have, and I did go work for someone, but it was a friend of mine who was mm-hmm. actually my stylist and she was opening up a place. So she offered me a job. So I took it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would actually say, go work for someone because even mm-hmm. if they're not a great manager or boss, you learn something, you learn something mm-hmm. from people who do the wrong thing, just as much as you learn from someone who does the right thing. So I think awesome. initially, if you're really not quite sure, Mm-hmm. what to do, I would say go work for someone because if you are not solid in business, it's probably not the best thing to go try to open it, figure out marketing, figure mm-hmm. out budgeting, figure out how to do inventory and then how to deal with your clients and learn at the same time. So I would say work for someone initially. Well, and I also believe like uh, it depends on where you live, mm-hmm. where we live. I think we have three, maybe four commission salons. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, when you get out of school and you have like 15 or 20 in your graduating class, you can't all go to a commission salon. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen right. for you. So um, knowing that while you're in school and then preparing as you go to school, knowing there probably, or there may not be a job for me at a commission salon, I need to figure this out. Plus right. I, for me as a nail tech, a commission salon was not something I even considered because I have a specific product I prefer to use and mm-hmm. I want to be able to use what I want to use, yes. not what my, what the salon the owner employer has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's pros and cons to all of right. it. And I do, but I believe that it depends on where you live, what you're wanting to do, what trade you're going into, like all of those different things, I think also come into account. Exactly. Because you have the, the great hashtag is license to learn, which I think is, is good for people to kind of 
And you heard it here. No. But <laughs> hashtag say, I mean, anything with education, but that sort of thing. But do you think that the course, your, your signature course that you created, that's something that, that should or could be implemented into the current um, schools that are training yeah. students right yeah. now? Very much so. We actually, that it's funny that you say that. Our assistant is actually, she has been calling schools around the country, talking to them about our program. And, you know, no one loves a cold call. So we mm -hmm. haven't been on the phone with a ton of them. No. But we have then started sending out emails to them, which has been more effective because you can read it on your own time. But we are reaching out to, um, and we do offer, you know, discounts and stuff if they do mm -hmm. put it into their curriculum. Yeah. Yes. And some of them are letting us do Zoom calls with their students, mm -hmm. to at least make them aware that there are these things out there. Exactly. And they need the upgrade because like you say, things change from year to year and there's always upgrades. There's always new techniques. There's new products. There's new, you know, as I say, even, yeah, even if the schools did a Zoom call, you know, as a guest artist sort of thing, and then that way you can kind of present and people that want to go deeper with you or train with you, they, they have the option, but at least now they're getting some extra training or leveling up, so to speak, from what the actual curriculum is. Now, like you said, when you go to school, they teach you the basics in order to graduate and that's it. They don't really teach you any extra unless you get a teacher who will kind of see that you're excelling and kind of take you above and beyond. With my school, it was great because my teacher did that, but not every school does. They stick to the, whatever the curriculum is, will get you ready for your government exam or, or to get your certification. And that's kind of, that's kind of it. But if people wanted to kind of know more about the course, where would they kind of find you online? So what are your social media handles and your website? So the beauty business website is a betterbeautybusiness.com. And we have an Instagram page under the same, yep. um, a better beauty business. My Instagram account is um, flashy nails one. And, and I run the Better Beauty, um, a Better Beauty Business Instagram. So that's where I post everything. Okay. We also have a business page on Facebook for a Better Beauty Business, mm -hmm. where just so that everything, you know, of course, it's on Instagram, will go on there. And then we do right now have a private Facebook group where we do some trainings. Mm -hmm. We are getting ready to relaunch that in a really kind of way more fun um, more environment us. Yeah. More, more us, more us. Yes. <laughs> we're like we love our podcast and then we kind of got in front of camera because we're also learning new things being in mm -hmm. front of camera and we kind of were like yeah uh you know and you freeze <laughs> up and you don't do so exactly. we're learning this too so <laughs> we realized what we would really like to do to bring more fun and more love and more connection into the industry mm -hmm. through our group so but as of right now you can link into that from our um Facebook page from the business Facebook page, there's a link right over yeah, to it. There's, I think there's oh, a link for all of the social yeah. media as well for the better, better beauties, better beauty business. Page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. website, there's a link to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. perfect. And we'll also yeah. have it listed below and also in the description. So anybody watching or listening, uh, it will be in the description, all their links to all their stuff, but too, yeah, definitely join the Facebook group, check out all their stuff, listen to a few of their podcasts, because they have 50 or so already. So there's tons of information that you can get, receive, join their group, make sure you're lively, make sure you're interactive, make sure you want to learn. Don't yeah. join a group if you don't want to learn anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And ask questions. 
Because yeah. how are you going to know if you don't ask questions? I believe there's no stupid questions, but there's just people that don't ask the questions. So right. that's where it lies because you never know the question you're asking might answer it for a hundred other people that don't want to ask it. Exactly. So just, you know, and that's the thing with, with podcasts, what do both of us, we ask questions all the time. That's yeah. part of doing a podcast. That's part of education. You yeah. want to know more about people. You want to relate. And, and that's a thing too, because what we're doing here is also what we need to do with our clients. Talk to them, find out more about them. Who are they? They're not just a dollar sign in the till who comes every so many weeks. They're going to, they're going to tell you probably more than they tell their own friends. You yes, know, yes. they're yes. going to tell you everything, whether they're getting a body, body work, whether they're getting massage, whether they're getting a facial, whether they're having their nails done, you know, because a lot of times they're going to come every two weeks for a fill. They're going to come every, you know what I mean? Or a weekly manicure even. And then they, they probably see you more than they see anyone else. Yeah. Do you guys ever get, so when clients see in public, do they look at you strange? Cause they know you're from somewhere and then they see you. <laughs> no, I've had for a really long time generally so if I see them in public it's like we're like super old friends we're hugging yeah. and high-fiving and we're like hey what's up you know so, and I'm sorry I look like crap because I'm just at Walmart right. and that's I right <laughs> well and with my clients it's a little different because yeah. I do mostly Brazilian waxing yes mm -hmm. and I know that some people don't want people to know that they have that done so I tell my clients if you see me out and you I'm going to let you initiate the conversation. Okay. So if they initiate it, you know, and I'll nod or kind of wave, but if they, I won't just walk up and be like, Hey, how are you? If they're with someone, if they're by themselves, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if they're with someone, um, I won't, unless they're like, Hey, this is Jess. She does my waxes. Yeah. But I don't, I've had people who go, well, how do you know that person? And they're like, I don't want to say anything. So really? I let my clients oh, initiate. Okay. Yeah. They, even if they're having waxing, they wouldn't really know what type of services they're well, getting. Oh, because you I, specialize? Because I specialize. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm known for. So a yeah. lot of times people are like, I don't need my mother-in-law to know that I went and got a wax, you know? Oh, okay. so, <laughs> so I let them, but then people, I have other clients who are like yelling through Home Depot. They're like, hey, there's Jess. She does my Brazilian. And I'm yeah. like. <laughs> and they don't care. <laughs> Well, well, it shows they're, they're into good grooming and, and, yeah. you know, say personal, I think. Yeah. personal service and stuff like that, which, which, is, which is great. So, wow, we've already been chatting a while, but yeah. I, I'd love to do this again. Um, yeah. But, but we wanted to kind of get you on. So people coming on salontraining.com, we kind of get to know you, what you're teaching, what you're all about. So in closing, what is your nugget of gold that you'd like to leave our audience? Well, you got out of school and you got out of school with a license generally. Um, and so you need to take that license and learn with it. You just need to learn with it. And I would think mine would be never be afraid to go back to basics and never stop learning because you're never going to be at a point where you know everything. Yeah, exactly. So be open to everything. Exactly. Hashtag license to learn. Yes. <laughs> So I'll get everybody to check out salontraining.com and make sure you go there, become a member. So go to a betterbeautybusiness.com, check out their links, check out their site. Um, if you need to reach out to them, go to their website. I'm sure there's somewhere that you can contact yep. or yep. on your social media handles, yep. whether it be Instagram, Facebook, website. Yep. 
uh, that sort of thing at all. So uh, remember to like, share, follow. I want to say thank you and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks thank for having you. Us.